Alex, great to have you. I will say that one of my favorite parts of your favorite place to live, I'm sure, is that you're in Tempe, yeah? Correct. One of my favorite parts about Scottsdale is the food and the atmosphere. And so you've got a pretty great business down there. Yes. Yeah? So yes. What's, the, what's the business? The business is the Sparkle Bar. And the Sparkle Bar is the ultimate destination when you want to feel like the best version of you. We are unique because we get to celebrate diversity and beauty. So every day clients come see us before whatever is important and special to them, whether it's a job interview, they're graduating college, a first date, just because we're there to remind you that you're perfect as you are and enhance those already beautiful features using makeup, which is that our is, medium of choice. That's your medium of choice. I love that. Well, um, uh, talk to me about uh, why Scottsdale for you. Scottsdale, uh, Scottsdale is a, is a really cool town. Um, Arizona is unique in that everything is very like centrally located. So Scottsdale is very close to, it, it's a point of interest. You know, when people think of Arizona, Scottsdale definitely comes to mind. It's beautiful. You certainly don't think about or, or take into account walk up traffic as part of your business plan, but it's nice to be in a place where people are visiting just because so it was a really easy decision when it came to deciding where because you know it's so close to everything that's a pretty posh area too it's nice it's mm. nice so the, the the sparkle bar fits fits nicely right in there yes. well talk to me about you know you're you're a mom i am right so tell me about your personal life and what brought you into kind of being an entrepreneur yeah i am a mom i have two daughters uh and you know entrepreneurship is is, is in my blood but it was really when my daughter was born that it was something that I knew I needed to pursue. Uh, you know, it was really important to me to be able to tell my kids as they grew up that they could and should pursue anything that drives them. And I knew that I couldn't tell my girls that if I wasn't willing to do that myself. So when it came to opening this business and taking the steps to, to do that, uh, it was really with my daughters being my North Star and my why. That's awesome. You know, uh, so I have kids as well. And, uh, and I know um, just how challenging it can be to say, oh man, I got to lead by example. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about like uh, how the dream was born and how that sort of mixed with like, I, I really do need to take a risk and I need to do this thing. It's a connected to my purpose in some way and it's a part of your why. So how was, how was this, how was the Sparkle, Sparkle Bar born? The Sparkle Bar was born in March in 2014 on my patio when I was sitting outside thinking about needing to get my makeup done and not having a place where I could go do that. And then I thought back on two experiences that I had with makeup and them not being very pleasant. Um, before the Sparkle Bar, there really wasn't a space where you could go and, and do that. Your options either included going to a mall or a department store where you were going to have to walk through like a Nordstrom or a Neiman's or a Saks and sit on the floor where the person helping you might need to help other people as well. And it wasn't that, you know, one-on-one -on -one experience. Plus it's very unusual for one single brand to have everything for every single person. It just didn't exist. And so um, rather than try to fit a square peg in a round hole, we created the Sparkle Bar, which is a place where people can come from all walks of life and know that they're going to be served with a luxury quality makeup experience. Um, we pride ourselves on having a foundation, a shade for every skin tone, type, texture, age, ethnicity. So um, it has been a labor of love to create an experience, something that I wanted to enjoy myself. When it came to the motivation and the inspiration, 
you know, it's important as a parent to, to, to yes, to lead by example. And so every day through consistency and, and doing the difficult things, I mean, my girls definitely see the hard times when, and there have certainly been many where, you know, things like payroll or just the the stress that comes along with being a business owner. And I don't hide any of that from them um, because I want them to see that even though there are lows, how you recover and your bounce back is the most important. Uh, that's amazing. You know, I, I think um, there's a lot of lessons entrepreneurs learn. Um, I think recovery and resilience are is one of them. So like, tell me a story of something that you shared uh, you know, uh, you know, with your girls or something that, you know, is just a recovery story for you where you're like, Hey, I faced this challenge. I experienced this loss and here's sort of a, a recovery moment that I had. Yeah. You know, um, business is tricky. It's hard. It's challenging. And, and every day you, you have to make decisions where you don't always know what the outcome is going to be, especially as a founder, when you're blazing trails on your own, you don't really have people all the time who you can look to and, and ask questions because you oftentimes are going someplace where no one else has gone before. So it really is trusting yourself. Uh, so I think that through taking action and, and having faith and my daughter seeing that and moving the action behind it, not just talking about it, but doing it uh, are the why and the reason where we've been able to maintain. That's awesome. Well, something that I've really, uh, appreciated about your story is um, really just your passion for mentorship and things like that. So like, did you have like one or multiple mentors that right, right around the sparkle bar, you know, getting born? Did you, did you have conversations with a mentor then, or did you find one kind of shortly after? I think mentors have been super important throughout this entire journey. Um, and I've had mentors in lots of different forms. Some have come through podcasts where I'm able to be a fly on the wall and listen to interesting conversations and be able to pick up on things that I can apply towards my business. Um, and others have been through networking and meeting people at different events and seeing something in someone else that I aspire to be or aim for and looking to those types of people to to help support the growth um really curating the people around you to ensure that you're putting yourself in a position to win um you know being around other people who are are thriving and working and, and are goal oriented so i definitely have different mentors you know through school different networks that i'm a part of um, but i actively seek these people out so that i can maintain you know support that's good. Well, what it what um what is your definition of mentorship or what is a mentor? What's your definition of a mentor? For me, a mentor is somebody that I can seek guidance from. Some of that is personal, some of that is professional, and you have different mentors for different things, but I think anyone that can be a sound sounding board for you qualifies as somebody that could be a mentor. Mm, that's really good. I think um I heard somebody say this once that um a mentor is somebody who always makes time for you. Mm. Uh, they've got the expertise, they've got the the insights, they've got a, a certain thing, but the the them making time for you, I think is is uh, is really important. I, I had uh, a very particular mentor um, and his name was Randy and he he definitely taught me so much about uh, not only building teams and building big machines, but marketing too. And I think that that's something that is is really, really important. So like, who is somebody that had sort of the weight of influence with you uh, that was like, they invested in you, they made time for you? And what, what were some of the experiences you had with that person? 
Well, shout out to Joanne. Um, I, I've had a mentor, um, through some, some networking groups that I belong to in Arizona and, um, they've done, I mean, they're, I mean, I don't even know where to start, but because mentorship can, can look a lot of different ways, but not only there for advice, but also to, to bring you into the room, to give you a seat at the table. It's that sponsorship too. So I've been so fortunate. I've had, Joanne has been instrumental in, my professional development and really helping to make those connections and to introduce me to people. And I think that's the beauty of finding someone who is invested in you as well, who sees your potential, who can be there to support you when it does get difficult and to applaud you and to, you know, share in those wins with you as well. Um, because it's, it's certainly not easy, but I'm super grateful that I've had people like that in my life who have not only just been there to talk through, but also bring me into places and spaces. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think I like about the sponsorship is, um, there's somebody with influence, with information, expertise, and they take a risk on you. So, um, what, what are, what is, what's kind of a moment that you, uh, that somebody kind of took a risk on you and invested in you what was that what did that sort of investment look like was it time was it money what 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 was sort of the investment on the sponsorship side that you've experienced i mean giving me a seat to the table to be around the people who can help to impact the future trajectory of our business is is one of those risks you know giving you access because that was really what it boils down to bringing you into their circle of influence mm -hmm. is a game changer. It means that so many more doors can open for you, but they have to be willing and able to to trust that you're the type of individual that they can introduce you to their network. Yeah, that's really good. I like that seat at the table thing. I think some of that I, I, I wonder though, is like um, if they're, they're, these are introductions mm -hmm. right, that they're making um, and that they're giving you uh, access to their world, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what you experienced. What, um, is this something that, uh, you've kind of taken and said, I want to do that for people. And do you have somebody that you're mentoring as well? Oh, I think it's super important. Each one, teach one. It takes a village. You have to reach down and pull up so that you can continue to build the ecosystem that is growth and opportunity, not just for, for, you know, me and myself, but for the other people who are going to come behind me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's important to make sure that community impact and mentorship is part of your own um, vision and growth as an entrepreneur because you will get so much more out of helping and to serve others than you know you realize i think in that moment so uh, say that again that each one teach one each one teach one that, i love that you know something randy used to say to me um he used to say chris you're not learning if you're not teaching and that was uh, a thing for me that i really realized was uh as a mentorship that's a receiving only relationship isn't kind of the it doesn't complete the circle right mm -hmm. it's uh it's also a giving and there are some giving back that you can do uh you know kind of upstream to your mentor and that's there are some some moments where man I, I people that i've mentored they taught me something uh and i know that i've done the same with people who've mentored me but i, I like that the each one teach one i like that a lot oh it's super important to be continuously like investing the tide rises all ships. And that's what I try to remind my team of that when one of us wins, we all win because just like in the ocean, the high tide really does rise all ships. So for people um, that are entrepreneurs uh, or, you know, let's just say they're uh, uh, aspiring leaders in some capacity as well, how can, th how can they uh, find a mentor if they don't have one? 
So I think that there are lots of ways that you can go about identifying people who might serve as a, a good mentor. Um, you know, getting involved and plugging into your local community, I think, is one of the best places to start. Investing in yourself and, and deciding that you're going to take that leap of faith and action to actually step out and go to something uh, and, and just start to have conversations with people. I think it's something that happens very organically. You have this because it's a synergy. It's a it's a mutual exchange because as a mentee, your mentor is going to commit to giving you time. And similarly, you want to be around somebody that um, is going to also invest in you in the same way. So I think by taking your time, but just one initial step at a time is the best way to go about identifying the people who might fit that bill. Oh, that's good. What what is somebody that you got um that you built a mentorship relationship with that was a complete stranger and what did you say to start the conversation with them so joanne's a great example of this so um part of building the business initially was identifying different audiences and groups who might fit the bill so she owns networking groups and so as the sparkle bar i know that my target audience are people who have things to do and and events to attend, whether that's a luncheon, a gala, headshots, um, that's my target audience. And so I met her by attending an event and it was there that I recognized that she was somebody who also knew lots of people who understood my business and saw something in us and was interested. And through conversation with her, it just kind of organically happened where I asked, like, would you be willing to mentor me? And she was just, very open to it. And I think that's the biggest thing. People are scared to ask. Closed mouths never get fed. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. And I think that's the biggest thing that I think people can take away too is just ask. The worst thing that can happen is no. And if that's the worst thing that happens, we're good. That is amazing. I love that. Uh, closed mouths never get fed. I love it. I think uh, another thing that I thought was really interesting about you know, learning learning about you is this idea of saying yes. Uh, especially when you get in invitations. Mm -hmm. So like, what what is what is sort of the key to that advice? It seems so simple, but like, what is what's sort of like a story that you could tell that would give us like, this is when I, this is where I was and here's what changed that when I started saying yes. Sure, I mean, this happened to me two weeks ago. I was supposed to attend an event and I didn't really want to go. Um, I was, you know, it happens, you know, as a business owner, sometimes you have long days and you don't want to go do that extra thing, even though you know you need to. And it's easy to say no or decide to go home. As a business owner, you are the only one kicking your own butt. So if you don't want to do something, you don't have to, you have to choose to. So uh, in this particular situation, I felt like I didn't want to go and I knew it, but I also know when I feel those things that I have to do the opposite and force myself into the situation. So a lot of times for me and probably a lot for other people as well is even though you don't want to, you just have to. That's it. <laughs> and I love it. Even when you don't want to do something, you have to because uh, your business depends on your ability and willingness to step out into uncomfortable places and spaces. So you just embrace those those feelings. And embrace the discomfort, right? right? And it's like, uh, you know, there's boundaries where you want to take care of yourself and all that of kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, when uh, when entrepreneurs begin to retract, right? Mm -hmm. Especially people running businesses, not just the entrepreneur that that owns a business, but somebody who's actually operating it as well. 
you have to be connected to the community and you you have to be connected to to what I, what I call your entrepreneurial family. There's the sort of the mentors, the influencers in your life, the knowledge base of people, all these kinds of things. So like I I think um, if you, I, I like to call it uh, maybe coming from a place of yes mm -hmm. rather than coming from a place of no. Yep. Uh, if you get an invitation, your first would be your first thing to yourself is to say, "Yeah, I'm going to do it," because you have to. You got to find a way to stay connected. Yes, and I think that the beautiful thing about just saying yes and attending is, no matter what, you're going to get a different result. So something is going to come out of it. Whenever I feel myself getting stuck, I actually look for these moments and opportunities to go find something new so that I can just shake it up because I know that by default, creating a new environment or situation is going to drive a different result. That is uh, that is awesome. I, I think uh, a part of the DNA of an entrepreneur is somebody who can recognize an opportunity. So like, what do you think are, um, Instead of it just being gut, what are some of the signals that you pick up when you're meeting somebody that you're like, this could be, this could be something? What are what are some of the things that you kind of look for? I mean, I'm a curious individual. So <laughs> I think that, you know, curiosity is super important to ask questions. But I think in general, humans have a lot of common ground. So just through being open to meeting new people and having conversation, you can find commonalities and especially in makeup in our business, there's going to be an opportunity for us to meet at some point, mm -hmm. whether it's through your family photos, when you're graduating, or maybe it's your executive headshot, but there's gonna be an opportunity for us to have a, an, a meeting at some point. So I think in our business, it's easy to find that common ground, but um, just being curious about people and and being willing to learn and, and talk will open so many doors that you just didn't even expect. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I I wonder. Um, I, I want to go back to the asking. What um, what are some of the things that uh, like? Let's say um, you know, there's different networking groups and there's uh, other places that you're you meet people. There are relationships that connect and things like that. What are some of the things uh, uh, that you would recommend? Because they're saying, hey, would you mentor me? What are some ways to kind of build up to that conversation? Of somebody wanting to be mentored? Yeah, of, of somebody wanting to be mentored, yeah. So I think that being open to where you might meet this next person uh, is, is important. But also look around the people that you know, who is running a business that you respect or who, who in your community is a leader that you think that you can impart some knowledge from or learn something from. I think mentors are all around us. You know, moms are great home managers. There's lots of things that you can, skills and, and tools that you can pick up from, from different people. Um, but I guess in my case with Joanne, it was really important that I made the ask because I knew this was somebody who could help grow me as an individual and the business. And so I think if you're looking for a mentor, somebody who has been where you're going or who can help develop you or grow, you can grow with are, are things that you want to look for. Cause that's the goal. Yeah, that's good. What's it's maybe like, um, what's, uh, your, what's one of your most memorable lessons that you received from mentorship or from Joanne or from a mentor? I think one of the most important things that I've learned is that you never know who has the power to bless you in a room. And what I mean by that is you just never know who's watching and who at any given moment can make a call or can introduce you to somebody. So to always show up as your best self because you just never know. 
there have been situations that occurred, uh, you know, last in February, I'm sorry, we were, we received the golden standard award from the Phoenix Suns where in the first quarter, first time out, we were brought out into the middle of the court and received an award. And that whole thing happened as a result of somebody I met three years prior. I didn't know that they were paying attention, following our journey, but it was because of the work that we did and how we continue to show up that they were able to create this moment for us. So just know that there's always an opportunity out there and all you have to do is show up. That's amazing. You know, to have that, uh, to have that thing happen, uh, you kind of have to be creative. What, what is, uh, what got you to get that kind of award? Walk us through the story of the, the three-year journey, where you met the person, how it, how it all sort of threaded together. Because here's the deal. You seem like um, a natural-born networker. And if you think about it, there's not a lot of people like that. There's not a lot of people that are like, I know how to connect people with people. And you seem to have have that gift. So how, how did that happen? And what are some of the ideas uh, that you could give to us, you know, that aren't quite as adept at networking as you are, what are some of the creative things that happened in that experience and, and others that, that you would recommend that we give a shot? So I think that, uh, yes, I, I am super creative and that's part of the fun and what has kind of set us apart as a business owner. I think that's important to think creatively about your business too. Um, you know, as a, if you had a baking business, we have a makeup business, uh, in our business, people might think of only weddings and prom, but to think outside of that and to understand who else might need makeup, you know, Charles Barkley wears makeup on TNT. So this is also a potential audience for us. And so really just to think outside of what I see in front of me and the opportunities that might exist beyond that. Mm. Um, the person that I met was from a group that I also belong to. And this is why the power of community is so important. She wouldn't have known about me had I not been involved with in the community at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that a lot of the community impact work that we do and staying present and saying yes and, and attending events is what creates that visibility and those opportunities to organically happen. That's amazing. Where do you find the time to do it? You, I mean, time is, time is, time is interesting, right? Time is something that even the richest man can't buy back. Mm-hmm. It's important that we respect it. I go into situations with a very specific goal in mind. You know, this is about creating opportunities not only for myself, but for my team, mm. supporting lives. So I know that every time I don't do something or take an action that that affects my team. And so I do it because I know it's necessary and required. That's amazing. Well, you talk about your team. Uh, talk to us about like how you've designed the business, because if you think about it, you uh, are making time to yes. do this. And you've designed your business so that you can go be the ambassador for your business. So talk to me about like your how you've designed your organization and then how you have created the space for you to go be the ambassador. Yes. Our business is built on creating experience for people. See, it's more than makeup. Makeup is the thing that we do, but we create an experience that is multi-sensory. And I think that's what sets us apart for people. So I'm able to come and do cool things like this because at every single level, the team is equipped to do what they do really well. So from the second a client places the call to our studio, they are well received. The, the sound they hear on the phone is pleasant because it's really important that at every touch, our clients feel 
the sparkle. We have, and anything as a business owner, it's important that you have your core values in place, right? So that your team understands what you believe, what you do, what you're about, what you stand for, um, the things that make you guys tick. So at a foundational level, it's been super critical that we make sure that every single person on our team understand that we do. Even hiring makeup artists, it's about so much more than just skill because what we do is at a soul level where we see people and we remind them that they're perfect the way that they were created. Mm. We're just here to use makeup to enhance that. That's awesome. So really paying attention to the things beyond just what we're looking for because we're creating more than just makeup artists. It's like Peter Drucker's book, um, The Effective Executive, where he talks about building and what we see in front of us are more than just bricks. We see the cathedral. So if you're able to share that vision with your team and they can also see the cathedral that you're building, it makes it very easy to row in the same direction. So core values wise, what are how many do you have and what are they for Sparklemar? So oh, now you're gonna put me on the spot. I so, yeah. so we follow a lot of quotes, right? So for us, it's really about creating an experience. So Maya Angelou is someone that we, that we turn to a lot. Her quote, people might forget what you say, they might forget what you do, but they'll never forget how you make them feel is like our North Star because we're all about creating an experience for people where they walk out feeling measurably better than what they came in. We're really unique in that it's all good days for us. Unlike people who might you know, work in fields that can be not so awesome all the time. I have a, an artist who is a police dispatcher. So the Sparkle Bar is her fun job. But every time she gets a call over there, it's somebody in distress. It's not awesome. It's scary. Totally. For us, it's getting to share in special moments. So it really does make it easy to create an environment that is really positive, fun, light, enjoyable, especially after the last several years where it hasn't been that. So we really do get to add sparkle and brightness to people's lives um, and and leave them feeling better than what they came. I love that. I love that. So you have a team of people who are ready to receive customers. Uh, you have, uh, you know, artists, right? What other sort of people or or technology or or what what are some of the things that you use to kind of design that experience? Yeah, you want to make a, a create a seamless experience for your clients where everything from the way that they book to how they call is very simple, how they can get questions answered. So we definitely have tools in place that help us to support that customer experience, everything from a CRM to obviously payroll. Um, I have operational people like HR in place and then have consultants just to make sure that I'm crossing all T's and dotting all I's before we do anything. Mm -hmm. But those different layers and like fractional CFOs that come into place are, are definitely part of the journey that we're on now where we're growing and looking at opportunities like franchising and what that might look like. So at every stage, it's it's learning something new. And I think that's one thing that entrepreneurs need to get very comfortable with is being uncomfortable, especially as you, you know, new levels, new devils. And so mm -hmm. getting, I, I'm in it now, lots of things that you don't know and, and not being afraid to ask questions and be, you know, the, the newbie in the room. That's good. Well, and being the newbie in the room, you had to, like I said, get an invitation. You had to do a, a lot to get there. So help, help me uh, and us figure out like, what are what are some of the things you can do once you're in the room? You know what I mean? Uh, what you're you're you know you got the invitations, you know you're there, you've, you're creating these relationships, you're striking up conversations. Uh, what's what's what are some of the things that you can do to you know um, become your own advocate for your business and for yourself as an entrepreneur? 
That's a great question. So, you know, how you show up to these spaces and places and events is really important. It sounds vain, but especially what we sell, I make sure that I present the most polished finish, that I feel confident stepping into rooms because that energy speaks for you before you do oftentimes. Mm. So not being afraid to look at people in the eyes and to have conversation and to, to interject or to create a space for yourself, it, it's uncomfortable, but that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur to grow your business. You have to be willing to get out there and advocate and tell people what you're doing, share with them what you have going on. Otherwise, you're not going to survive. So if the goal is to create a sustainable business that thrives and grows, you need to get out there and talk to people. Yeah, that's really good. I think um, something that's really good is, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, there's your voice and you can only be as loud as, you know, the the people that as the relationships that you have. But one of the th one of the things I think is really important is uh, this idea of uh, others promoting you. Right. So if you're promoting yourself in a way that seems credible because it, it doesn't want you don't want to come across as like it's all about me. Uh, if you can do other things for those people and they know what you're doing, they can end up being advocates for you. Right. And it's based on the relationship that you have. So what are what are some of the ways that you stay away from how do you maintain the balance in a conversation or in a relationship where you're not just telling people what you're doing but you're receiving from them and listening and how do you kind of maintain the balance of talking about you versus talking about them or what they're interested in i think in situations where it is about networking i always lead the conversation with curiosity about the other individual because them telling their story is going to open doors for me to ask questions and see how we might make a connection there. Um, so I like asking a lot of questions, learning about you know somebody's background, how they got started, things that they enjoy, how they found themselves in this business. And through those kinds of questions, I'll be able to connect dots. And I think that for other entrepreneurs, being curious about learning about people is a really simple way for you just to start talking to, to people and having conversations in a relevant room. You're all mm. there for the same thing. Mm. What's the biggest, um, uh, this, the, I mean, this may, I, 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 this may come across as negative, but I do think it's important to talk about challenges and setbacks. What is something that, what was maybe your hardest lesson? What's the story? What's your hardest lesson that you've learned as an entrepreneur? Mm. The hardest lesson that I've learned as an entrepreneur. There have been a lot of hard lessons that I've learned as an entrepreneur. And some have, have brought me to my knees. Uh, you know, I started with a business partner and that relationship went, you know, um, changed. And that's when I realized and understood uh, that when you're building the business, it's important to have things set up at a foundational level. Mm -hmm. uh, some of those mistakes can be very costly. So sometimes your learning comes at a huge expense where you have things like lawyer fees involved or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I also believe that everything that I've gone through to this point has prepared me and equipped me for where I'm going. So while some of those lessons have been really hard to learn and really painful and really long and unexpected, they have equipped me to be a much stronger and better leader. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll share a story with you. Um, my partner and I separated at the end of 2019 and then 2020 hit. 
Had I not gone through that at the end of 2019, I would not have been as equipped or prepared to handle what was coming in 2020, which made that feel like peanuts in comparison to what we were facing. But it equipped me on an emotional level to prepare my team and navigate them through another storm. Um, so I'm super proud and, and grateful for those experiences, as challenging as they've been. I'm somebody who looks at and I think this is a really important like mindset to have as an entrepreneur, to be able to see the opportunity in all things. Like, yes, it's hard, but what am I supposed to take away from this situation? And to take that and apply it and use it. Mm. So yes, there are always lessons to be learned and challenges and the ebbs and flows, the peaks and the valleys, but those have all helped to build me into the person that I am today the leader that I am today, uh, set our business up for what's coming in the future and, and even being in this seat and in this moment. So I'm grateful for all of it. I love it. I think something that's really um, important with mentorship is listening. And um, I wanted, I'm, I'm really curious, what, uh, what feedback have you ever received that made you make the biggest change in your business? What was some feedback that you got? It could be from customers, it could be from something. But what was the what's the feedback that changed your business the most, and uh, how'd you get the feedback, and then what'd you do about it? So the the biggest feedback that I received this has happened recently. I um, was was personal in in how I was managing things, and that was a hard thing to hear. But it was important because as a business owner, you have to take the emotion out of it, take yourself out of it, and put what's best for the business at the forefront. So while it's never awesome to hear that you're not awesome at all things, it's important to know because the goal is for everyone to be successful. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so we're playing a long game. So for me, when I hear any feedback, whether that's a client who has a, you know, a comment about something or didn't have the best experience, which doesn't happen at all. We have a very high net promoter score, which we're very proud of. Um, you know, I take that so that we can help to improve. I appreciate the feedback that clients give and you know, any anything anyone wants to share with me, listening is super important. Oftentimes when people do complain or there is a negative review, what they want to do is be able to vent. And so creating that space where people feel free to to do that is important just so that they can feel heard and listened to, which we absolutely do, because I want to make sure that your experience is what we aim to create it to be. But it's all it's all good. It's all to help to make things better. So I always thank people also for for that advice and, and feedback, because if the goal is to help me be better, then I'm appreciative of that. So with the net promoter score, right, you got to have some sort of technology that can help you uh, gather that feedback. Right. So mm -hmm. what what uh, what's sort of your your routine? Is it after every single visit or is it, um, you know, something that uh, you you ask over time or to people who have visited multiple times, what's sort of your routine around getting that, hey, uh, you know, scale of one to 10, you know, getting your detractors and your promoters? That's right. So we have tools, automations in place. So at the end of a visit, a client um, receives their receipt and then we request feedback and ask them to share their experience with us. And we've tracked that from the beginning. Um, I actually love that we have that kind of capability because sometimes tools can be expensive. And when you're first starting out, you're not sure where to invest your money or what, what you need next. Like, do I need this, you know, 
this full-blown CRM? Do I need to get the enterprise system? Do I need the premium package? Because those subscription services can be expensive. However, having relevant data back to the beginning has proved to be very beneficial for us because it has allowed us to track for the last seven years that we have an average net promoter score of 93. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I think, you know, a theme that I've really enjoyed with you is this, um, this idea of making the most of what's in front of you or, you know, growing where you're planted. hundred percent. Right. And, uh, and recognizing, uh, just how, how to, to leverage, uh, the relationships you have, the, the situations that you're in, the feedback that you're receiving and all that kind of stuff. I think that's a, that's a really powerful message for people. You have to be resourceful and scrappy as an entrepreneur and, you know, especially when you're starting out, things cost a lot of money and you have to figure out how to do things like branding and marketing and advertising. So really looking around you to who else is in your circle, what other businesses might align with yours, who else has a similar demographic that you can partner with are the things that will not only help you to grow your community, but also collaborate. I love it. I have rapid fire questions for you now. Okay, you ready? let's go. All right. Do you think that there's a market for uh, makeup for men who value their manliness? A hundred percent. Just because you wear makeup does not mean you're any less of a man. Uh, every single person that you see on TV has makeup because the worst thing that you can see is shine. Mm. Um, they have a funny joke that you can edit that in post, but editing things in post is very expensive. So yeah, makeup is everyone should get down with makeup. I love it. <laughs> Are you saying that I'm shiny? I'm just kidding. Uh, how long have you been in Arizona and have you ever experienced scorpions? Ah, I've never, I've seen a scorpion. I've seen a scorpion, but it was caught. So I've never seen one in the wild. So that's a myth that we only have tumbleweeds and, and scorpions. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of cactus and the plural for that is cacti. Mm. Um, and I have lived in Arizona most recently since 2011. I'm originally from California or raised in California, moved to the East Coast for a couple years. And then I was like, that snow was cute the first time, but I need to go <laughs> back to the heat. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, who's the most influential person in your life? Ah, uh, I'm really grateful. I have a lot of really influential people, but my, my daughters are really my why. They are the reason I do what I do, I want to create the best life and experience for all of us and to show them that anything is possible. So me doing things and pursuing my dreams is really them or me giving them permission to, to go and pursue the same. That's awesome. What What is your uh, most valuable daily ritual? You know, I'm somebody who prays. Awesome. Um, it's really important to me to take the time to make sure that I am connected. And so prayer, you know, the Bible, very important to me. That's great. So your faith, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, what is uh, the best investment that you've made in your business in 2022? I think that the best investment that I've made in my business is is in myself. Um, I think it's really important as a founder to always be growing, to, to put yourself in those situations. So whether that's a mastermind or attending a conference or just continuing to grow and develop yourself um, will really impact your team. And, and how you serve them as well. So I think that that has been the, the biggest investment that I've made this year. It's awesome. I, I haven't um, met a lot of people who have said mastermind on that question. So like, do you have a mastermind that you're attending now? I'm not currently in one, but I did one at the end of last year and it was my first time making an investment like that into a group, which for me was also like a 
sometimes you do things just to like do it. I think as an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to take big risks and take big swings. So me saying yes to that last year and investing money into something that I'd never done before, because really it's accountability kind of, right? And so I'm like, do I need to spend money on this? But in doing that, it also gave me access to people and conversations and containers that I wouldn't have had before. So it definitely was an expanding experience. And I would encourage people to look for lots of expanding experiences. That's good. Uh, what's the worst money you've ever spent? I mean, there's lots of bad money that, so, you know, something <laughs> something that I did, I was actually just at the printer the other day and it, it reminded me of this that happened. You know, you think of economy of scale and that, you know, when you buy in bulk, it's a less price per unit. So I can remember this one time we printed flyers for something and I printed 10,000 of them because it was way cheaper to do it that way. And we still seven years later have some of these flyers. So it, it didn't save me money. It was not a great investment. I probably could have done with way less and have not needed to cart this many papers for the last seven years. But those are just some of the silly things that, you know, happen and, and where money can get wasted. Gotta love that. Uh, you know, as a marketer, I'm familiar with wasting paper. <laughs> Super sorry for all the trees. Yes. Uh, who's another entrepreneur or another business that's, you know, inspired you recently? Oh, gosh. I'm inspired by a lot, but one that I saw yesterday that was really cool for me. So there's a few that I really like. I'm on the, the heritage legacy side. Supreme is a brand that I really like. And the reason I like them, it's like a skate brand, is because they get to play with a lot of other brands. Kith is another brand that I really like because similarly, they can partner with Disney or Coca-Cola. There's a lot of synergy there in audience and demographics. So I'm always attracted to different types of businesses who are able to play outside the lines. I look at us like a, a media company more than just a service provider because while people come to the Sparkle Bar for makeup, they get much more than that because at the same time, you're also going to hear a cool playlist. You're going to be introduced to your next new favorite fragrance. You're going to learn about this pressed green juice. So I'm always looking for, for ways that I can incorporate those kinds of connections among my favorites. So the kinds of businesses that I really like are the same kinds that can do that as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, if you could write one thing on a billboard to inspire mompreneurs, what would it be? What would be the one thing you put on a billboard? Grace. It sounds cheesy, but I, I'm a mom and you can beat yourself up sometimes. I'm thinking that you're not doing enough or you're spending too much time here or there. But the reality is, is that you are doing the very best that you can and to give yourself grace and to accept the help you don't have to do it alone. Uh, it does take a village. So give yourself the grace and, and don't be so hard on yourself because I have to remind myself as well. And so that's something that, because um, women don't don't always wanna ask for help. So I think it's important that um, if you are a mom that is building a business that you give yourself grace because you deserve it. Yeah, it's good. It's like mom guilt. Um, you know, you talk to, uh, I, I talk to lots of moms and it's like, the guilt that they feel either being at work or building a business or something and feeling like they're making their kids almost pay a price for the time away is is like it's really hard to deal with. Well, and I like to remind my girl, I tell my daughters, I know my girls, you know, they were, were they kind of bummed that I was leaving today? Yes. But I remind them that what mommy is doing is 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 building and that this is exciting and they get it. So I think that being able to have that conversation with them and, and incorporate them into what you're doing 
helps them feel a part of the process. And I think they're going to be better for it. And they're cheering for you. hundred percent. Yeah, it's super good. Well, Alex, it was a great conversation. Uh, I appreciate you coming Thank to you. the studio. And, uh, you know, I'd say the last part is for you. What's next for you? Oh, I'm super excited about what's next. It's all paved with sparkly line pavement. Um, in addition to future franchising opportunities in different markets, which we're super excited about, um, we're building the next level of our brand. So you can expect to see product. Um, the Super Bowl is coming to Arizona next year. So we're excited to be able to participate in that to some degree. You'll have to stay tuned to learn more. Um, but yeah, you know, just the future and the possibilities, which are endless. That's awesome. Awesome. It's great to meet you. Likewise. Thank Good you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, thank Thanks you so much.